The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews is brought to you by Spirituality and Health Magazine, the Soul Body Connection. Visit SpiritualityHealth.com today. Good afternoon, and welcome to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Over the next hour, you'll learn how to see your true self in the midst of life's twists and turns. You'll be challenged to think outside of the box when it comes to the mysteries of life. Now, here's your host, Andrea Matthews. Good afternoon, and welcome to Authentic Living on this day before Thanksgiving, when many of you are probably heading out or packing to head out to families and visits to people that you love. And on this day, we're going to be talking about something you might be needing over the holidays, the concept of forgiveness. What does it mean to forgive? Does it mean that we absolve, that we allow them to get away with it? If you're thinking in these terms, then you're probably not ready to forgive. Forgiveness is a process, and it really has nothing to do with the person you're forgiving unless you are forgiving yourself. In fact, we don't even start out that process aiming toward forgiveness. Typically, we start it off in pain. Nanise Ellis comes back to the Authentic Living Show again this year on the day before Thanksgiving to talk with us about that process and its power to transform. Nanise is the author of five books and is a master NLP practitioner, coach, and powerful speaker whose wisdom comes from a deep well of experience. She's also the host of her own talk radio show called Chai with Nanise on LATalkRadio.com. Welcome, Nanise, to the Authentic Living Show. Thank you, Andrew. I've been really looking forward to the show today. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm so glad to be able to talk to you again. We had such a great talk last time, so I'm, I'm, I'm anticipating it's going to be equally wonderful today. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And what a great topic, forgiveness, right before Thanksgiving. Absolutely. And are we going to be needing it? <laughs> yeah. So many people, I, you know, I see so many people this time of year who come in and tell me that, you know, well, Thanksgiving is really a hard time because I'm going to be with my dysfunctional family, and won't that be fun? Yeah. So, <laughs> so we're talking about today about a topic that might come in handy during this time. So Absolutely. What, what, what do you think it means to forgive? Mm-hmm. Well, I love what you say in the beginning. A lot of people have very um, misconstrued ideas about what forgiveness is. And as long as we're thinking, oh, I have to forgive someone, or even that I have forgiven someone, we really haven't. Like, forgiveness happens, like when forgiveness really happens, the concept of it completely disappears, because we get to, we arrive at this place where we realize that there was nothing ever to forgive. Right. And what does that mean? When you say that, um, I, can, I can just hear the bristling of the back of the hair and the heck's going now. What does Wait a minute. Mean? I can there is something in. for you. <laughs> So what does that mean, nothing to forgive? Yeah, well, what that means is, you know, the only reason that we think that there's something to forgive is because we have a story that something was done to us. 
So if I believe that something was done, and I'll share my own story in just a little bit so people get really uh, what we're talking about. So as long as I believe that something's been done to me, then I have to protect myself. So let's say that, you know, you and I were sisters, and maybe we were in a past life or something, and, and you know, and we were sisters, and, and I believe that, you know, you, you know, did something, this horrible thing to me. Now, for the rest of our lives together, I have to protect myself from you so that you don't do anything bad to me again, or vice versa. And so this, this is what we do in relationships, because as long as we believe that someone can or does something bad to us, we do have to protect ourselves. And there's no way to get around that. And forgiveness is absolutely impossible. You can see how it's impossible. If you, know, if you believe that I did something to you or I believe that you did something to me, we can't forgive each other because we have to protect each other. And survival is the number one instinct beyond anything. And we'll even take precedence over love. And I'm sure our listeners, can, many of them can vouch for that. Yes, survival will take precedence over love. Of course, in the end, love is all there is. But we're talking about life here, and we're talking about relationships, and we're talking about, well, reality. So as long as we have a story that says someone did something to us, we can't forgive them. All healing is simply a reinterpretation of the past. That's it. All, all healing is a reinterpretation of the past. So healing, forgiveness automatically happens when the healing happens. And the healing happens when we have a greater understanding of what really happened in the past. And so, in other words, let's say, you know, all of a sudden I get more information about this thing, you know, that I believe somebody did to me. And now, oh, they really, that really wasn't their intention? Oh, they really didn't do that to me? And suddenly there's nothing to forgive. And so if we have a story about the past, really the only way that we can heal it is by getting more information. Now, a lot of times that information is not tangibly available to us because it sure looks like, you know, Joe or Mary or whoever did this terrible thing to you, when in fact there's this greater energies at play and at work. My, my trick to, to healing is that I simply, you know, go to the divine, and I call the divine God, and, you know, whatever anybody calls it, please, you know, use your own, own name there, and I simply ask, you know, show me a greater truth, and I surrender my story, and that's the important piece, like, like, I want peace so much that I'm willing to surrender my story about what I think happened, and then when I do, suddenly I'm able to see what really did happen. And when I see what happened on these deeper levels, on these sacred contract levels, on these um, lifetime after lifetime levels, then suddenly my current day story changes. And if I haven't reached that point where there's nothing to forgive, then I simply haven't looked deep enough. And here's the opportunity to look deeper and deeper and deeper until we see the greatest truth of all about what really happened in a relationship or a situation. And then the, the healing organically happens. Right, right. And, and I like the way you said that, that the healing happens almost before the forgiveness does. It's, it's, I don't know that there's a timeline there, but, but definitely there's uh, at least a, co, uh, a co-mingling there of how those energies work together that we're being healed as we are forgiving. Mm-hmm. And is that the transformation process? Is that what's going on? And you, I'm sorry, you cut out for just a moment. Could you repeat the question? Yeah. Uh, is that the transformation process? The, is the healing the transformation process? What happens when we transform through healing, through yeah. forgiveness? We return to wholeness. So healing means wholeness. Okay. So when we, when, we, when we heal, when we forgive, we heal. And when we heal, we, we return to wholeness. And when we return to wholeness, we return to our natural state, our natural nature. 
Mm-hmm. And this is, this is the transformation process. So really, you know, we're not being transformed into something, and I say this individually and collectively as a, as a, as a world, but really we're returning to who we are. So we've, we've been layered with lots of stories and, and disempowering and false beliefs to make us believe that we're something or someone other than who we really are when we are this incredible God being that that is all that is. And so the transformation is return. It's, it's waking up and remembering, a return to who we really are. Absolutely. So, okay. So we can say that the, the wound could actually bring us back to awareness uh, of who we really are, which yeah. means the wound is not really a wound at all. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, so, so wounds, are, wounds are, are supposed to be painful because we pay attention when we have pain. And when we pay attention, we must make changes for the pain to go away. So, you know, the, the, you know a couple of months ago I was cutting up some vegetables and suddenly I had severe pain in my finger because I was, starting, I was cutting it with a knife accidentally. Now, if there was no pain, I would have cut my finger off. So the pain let me know that something was wrong. And as soon as I was aware that something was wrong, of course, immediately I stopped doing what I was doing and I made the correction. And so this, this is really the absolute intention of pain and suffering. Pain and suffering is such a gift because it lets us know that something is wrong. It lets us know that we're moving away from love rather than towards love. So we know when we're moving towards love because it feels good. So that's why forgiveness feels good because we're moving towards love, towards the divine, so to speak. And when we, you know, have hold grievances, when we hold stories and they make us feel bad, it lets us know that we're moving away from love and it doesn't feel good. So it's like, kind of like the universe is self-adjusting. The universe is letting us always know whether we're moving in the direction of love or away from love. And ultimately, we will self-adjust because it feels really bad to move away from love and really good to move towards love. That's why, you know, our, our salvation, quote-unquote, is guaranteed because we are on. We are in this this automatic adjusting program, so to speak, that will always bring us towards love. And of course, love is our true nature. It's who we really are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that evolution is definitely taking place. Okay, so let's get into some of the nitty gritty here. When uh, you know, when we're working with people who don't see the paradigm that you're just talking mm-hmm. about there with the paradox yeah. and the paradigm that, that we already are whole and that mm-hmm. we're not really wounded, all of those things. Uh, let's, yeah, those are all true, and I agree with every one of them. So, but let's put that aside for a second, and let's mm-hmm. look at somebody who, who might come in to see you or me or, or talk mm-hmm. to you or me and say, you know, um, my parents abused me. Let's yes. do that one since yes. that's one that comes up very frequently. Yes. My parents abuse me, and uh, I hate them, and I'm angry at them, and mm-hmm. I just don't want to have anything to do with them, and we could go on and on. Mm-hmm. So um, this process of forgiveness, um, you know, when I, when I talk to people about that so often, what they say yeah. is, I'm trying to forgive. Yes. And that effort is one of intellectual trying to make excuses for them or mm-hmm. understand where they came from or why they did what they did or all of that. Mm-hmm. You're talking about something much more yeah. um, spiritual than just that kind of intellectual endeavor. So yes. can we start there and, and yeah. see where we go? Yeah, and I, I want to add, so thank you so much, Andrea. I love these conversations with you. They're, they're so great. It, it brings me to the next level of, of thinking and awareness. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, so 
so what, what else? So, you know, I, I coach. So I have a lot of people that come to me or um, I coach virtually and I have clients all over the world. And so if somebody comes to me and they're like, well, I want to forgive my parents and they were, they were so abusive and, they, and they're, they're trying to, you know, talk themselves into forgiveness, which you and I know never works. What, what I first do is I actually give them permission just to be angry because that has to happen first. Right. Because if you're, you can't skip it. You know, it's so, like, it feels bad to be angry, especially at one's parents or siblings or somebody close to you. But it needs to happen first. It, it's, it's part of the, um, the process. It's part of how, how things move. And so the first thing that I do is I give permission just to be angry. And so that's, that's probably what I would like to, to create for our listeners today. Just give them the space just to be angry. And this doesn't mean that you have to go to your parents or whoever and make them wrong or anything like that. It, it's a, it's an, an inner process. But you must give yourself permission to feel whatever you're feeling. And what I usually suggest is that just go write a letter. Just go write a letter, and it's better actually to physically write it out with pen and paper because something happens in that process than to type it up or even to say it. There's something that happens when you write it down. And pretend that you're sending this letter to that person. You never have to send it, and you probably won't want to or, and you don't need to. But something happens in the intention, like I am writing this to my dad, I am writing this to my mom or whoever. And in that process, everything's out on the paper. You know, it's kind of like if I go to the supermarket and I don't make a list, I have to carry, you know, 15 things in my head all day until I make it to the supermarket, and that's, it's stress. Or I can simply write down those 15 things, forget about them. When I get to the supermarket, just pull the list out of my pocket, and there it is. No stress. So it's the same thing. When you sit down and you you write everything that you ever wanted to say to this person, and it should be one person at a time, not like to my parents, do one to your mother, do one to your father, that's what your situation is. And you just get everything out. Everything, everything you ever wanted to say, everything you were afraid of saying, the deepest, darkest secrets, whatever it is. And now everything's out. And once everything's out, suddenly you don't have to carry it anymore. You don't have to keep reminding yourself. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to keep reminding myself. And now you're free of that. And there'll be a point where you're just like, okay, I don't need that anymore. And then when you reach that place where I don't need to carry this burden anymore, I don't need to carry this story anymore, then you can start doing this deeper spiritual work that we're speaking about. Right. And I think, you know, part of that process is transformative as well, because when we're getting in touch with our anger, we're getting in touch in part at least with at least one aspect of the I am nature. Mm-hmm. And yes. we're going to talk just a little bit about that some more right after the break. We'll be back with more from Nanny's Ellis in just a moment. Stay tuned. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. 
tired of the government squandering your tax dollars on bailouts and overpaid bureaucrats? On Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler, Mike Beitler and his guests explain why big government regulations are the problem and innovative businesses and free markets are the solution. Listen to Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler, Thursday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Network. When I found out my jeans were made using child labor in sweatshops, I wrote a letter to the company saying, reconsider your labor practices. A few months later, I get a letter back saying, thanks for being a loyal customer, and they included a coupon for a 25% discount on their jeans. So I got smart, wrote letters every day to all the stores that carry the brand, asking them to stop supporting the companies who use child labor in sweatshops. And I just kept getting letters back, thanking me for my concerns, and more coupons for more discounts on more jeans. So I'm telling my friend about it, and she flips out, saying that between all the letters and coupons, some paper company cut down a small forest, driving off two indigenous tribes, hundreds of endangered animals, killing thousands of plant species, some of which may have contained vaccines for HIV, cancer, and syphilis. Meanwhile, the guys cutting down the trees are 13-year-old kids who work night and day for months just to save up enough money to buy a pair of jeans made by child labor in sweatshops. Saving the world isn't easy, but saving a life is. Just one pint of blood can save up to three lives. Visit bloodsaves.com to learn more. This public service announcement was brought to you by the Ad Council. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Welcome back. This show is sponsored by Spirituality and Health Magazine, The Soul Body Connection, one of America's most prestigious spiritual magazines, which publishes six times a year and offers an amazing array of information for the seeker, both in print and online. Check them out at www.spiritualityhealth.com. And we're having a wonderful conversation today with Nannies Ellis about the whole process of forgiveness and how forgiveness and its process can be transformative. And where we left off was the idea that anger is is part of the process of transformation because we can get in touch with something that is closer or at least a, one aspect of the I am nature, which is that is the part of me that will stand up for me. That is the part of me that will say, I I have needs, I matter, I'm important, I I, I am uh, real, I I'm, I exist, and um, we with that anger speaks for us. Whereas in the past when we were holding that anger in, we weren't speaking for us. And that very process, being able to write the letter, as you said, is sort of organic mm-hmm. as we put yes. it down on paper, that we can begin to, to, to feel ourselves more on our own feet just by going, allowing ourselves, giving ourselves permission to feel angry. Yeah, because yeah, nothing happens until I say I matter. Mm-hmm. And and so I think a lot of times we, we hold grievances and we hold anger against someone else because we haven't yet declared that we matter. Like we're still waiting for them to say mm-hmm. that we matter. So I'm like, I'm waiting for my mother to say I matter. I'm waiting for my father or my sister or my ex-husband or my child to say to to 
to really acknowledge that I matter. And that can never happen because I must first say that I matter. And even and if, if they do say it, we still it have does. to say it. Exactly, exactly. Because if someone else says it, like let's say the whole world says I matter, but I haven't figured out that yet for myself, then I need them. And this, this makes me needy because I need them in order to feel like I matter. I haven't owned it. And then I really don't matter until I say, you know what, world, I matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and to hear ourselves saying it is very grounding. It's very affirming. And it, and it allows us that sense that it doesn't matter what happens, we'll get through it. Right. And uh, that, that is very empowering. Yes, well said. So, so okay. So, I've, uh, let's say it's me, and I've expressed my anger now, and mm-hmm. I've I've written my letters, and I feel sort of emptied out of that yes. ball and chain I've been carrying around. And and so, what's next? What do I do next? Yeah. So, so when you're ready, and and it can only happen when you're ready, and it will happen eventually. But when it comes to that place when you're ready, like, I'm, I'm just tired of being angry, and I'm tired of this story. Like, this story just gets old, and you realize that the story's costing you more than it's giving you. So at one time, the story may have been in place for protection. So I need that story that, you know, my dad's this terrible person, so I can protect myself from him. But it gets to be a point where you say, you know what, I don't need to protect myself from my dad because I can take care of myself, and I matter, and I can set boundaries, and I can do and say whatever I need to do and say in order to take care of me. So now the story can be dropped because the story no longer needs to be the defense to keep you safe from your dad or whoever the person might be. Mm -hmm. And so at that point, that's the point to really give it up. So I, you know, I give up my story. So this is, this is what I do. And I like to, I like to do it. Um, I do it in the bathtub. So I'll, I'll, you know, set the, the space and I'll light the candles and do the incense and the, and the music and, and I'll get into a, a beautiful bath. I'm feeling really good and I've, I've kind of, you know, just stripped everything away, literally, figuratively, and I just give it to the divine. I give it to God. God, take my story. My story doesn't work for me anymore. And please show me a greater truth about what really happened. And as soon as I say that, because I've dropped my story, then suddenly I start seeing and feeling what really happened. And, and I'll give you an example, as I, as I promised to before. But what generally happens is I start to see beneath the layers, like, oh, this, this didn't just happen. Like, this happened because of this, this, and this, and this. And um, I guess the best way would be to, to share that story now, if that's, that's okay, Andrea. Sure, absolutely. Please do. So it's funny because I was just writing about this, this earlier today. I, was gonna, I send out these divine inspirations a few times a week, and this, was, this is uh, today's divine inspiration. And so I, I was in this relationship with this man for, well, the relationship was physically about five or six years, but it really went on for 10 years. You know, the, one of those on again, off again, on again, on again, off again, off again type of relationships. And I just couldn't figure out why I, I couldn't really end it. And the relationship for me was a very disempowering relationship. Like, I believed that he was constantly doing things to disempower me at every turn, left and right. And, of course, that was not his intention or even the way that he saw it. We had a completely different view of what was going on, which is so common, especially people experience this in, in marriages that don't work out. And this went on for years, and I don't know, maybe it was about a year or so ago, and, and I realized that... I still thought of him and felt resentment just by thinking about him because I still felt like, oh, you know, he's still disempowering me and we still had some, some relationship going on in that, that respect. Uh, that was a business relationship. 
And finally, I just got to the place where I said, you know, I, I can't hold on to this story anymore because it's costing me so much. Because every time I think this story, what's really happening is I'm disempowering myself. And I have this awful resentment towards him. And so I decided that it was time to really see a greater picture, the bigger story. And it really amazes me that it took that long to get to that point, but it did. Mm-hmm. And so I set the stage, and I gave up my story to the divine, and I said, show me what really happened here. Show me what brought us together and why we were together and, and what that relationship was really like. And so immediately I started seeing past lives together, many past lives. And in every single past life, it was the same pattern. And, you know, I was, I was female, he was male, and he took this position of, you know, disempowering me. And I just saw all these different lifetimes. Well, I ended up being more resentful than ever, as you can imagine. <laughs> this yeah. has been going on, on, on for centuries. This man, he's been following me from lifetime to lifetime to lifetime just to disempower me, and I've been letting him. And so I, I got even more upset and more angry, and I stayed like that for, for a few days, and then suddenly the obvious occurred to me. And the obvious was, oh, this can't be the whole story. It can't possibly be the whole story, because I knew that once the whole story is revealed, it always ends up in this place of love. I knew that. And so I went back, and I said, okay, you know, show me a greater story. Show me the greater story here. And then immediately I went back to the moment that he and I made this sacred contract. Because we do this on these divine spiritual levels, we make spiritual contracts. And I promise, whoever has a turbulent relationship, whoever you have this turbulent relationship with, it's because there's some kind of separate contract. Otherwise, there wouldn't be the friction. Otherwise, there wouldn't be the potential for healing. Otherwise, there wouldn't be the relationship. And so, as soon as I saw the sacred contract, it was all revealed to me. And what I, what I saw... Excuse my New York accent there. <laughs> so, what, what, I, what, I, what I really got was that he and I have this contract. And that I'm, I'm sure Andrew, you're familiar that there's a lot of people on this planet, and you are probably one of them, I imagine, that carry sacred knowledge. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There are yeah. people. Yeah. Yes. And so I, at that moment, I... I got very clear that I, too, was one of these people. I've known that for years, but I never really got it in this sense. And so, so we, we carry the, the sacred knowledge over lifetimes. And there have been, you know, many people have memories from in, in one particular lifetime or another that they were actually killed because they carried the sacred knowledge. And we can look back in history and we can actually see this. And so this man and I had this, this contract that he would protect the sacred knowledge. And the best way to protect the sacred knowledge was to keep me from remembering who I really was. Huh. Yeah. Because as long as I didn't remember who I really was, I certainly couldn't remember the sacred knowledge. Makes sense. So he wasn't just, I'm going to protect the knowledge. No, no. I'm going to do everything I can to keep you, me, to keep you from remembering who you really are. Because as long as you have amnesia and don't remember who you really are, that knowledge is safe. Because I know that as soon as you wake up and remember who you really are, you're going to spread that knowledge. And then suddenly you're in danger. And so literally, he has been following me from lifetime to lifetime to lifetime, disempowering me, because that is what he and I both agreed he would do in order for me to stay asleep and not remember who I am and therefore not remember the knowledge. Until the time came 
that the knowledge was to be released. And of course, it would be the time of enlightenment, which is the time that we are all experiencing right now. And what needed to happen is for me, yes, to remember who I really was, to become empowered, and then suddenly that knowledge would just come to the surface and I would be able to share that knowledge with the world, and then our relationship would be complete and that contract would be fulfilled. And so once I got all this, instantly I went from resentment to absolute gratitude because this man took on this enormous role. I mean, literally, I've been hating him for centuries, and he has been loyal over and over and over again and keeping the promise that he made to me regardless of how I treated him, how I felt about him, he was going to keep doing what he promised to do until that contract was fulfilled. And once I caught that, there was nothing to forgive. Right. And not only was there nothing to forgive, immense gratitude overflowed from me to him. Mm-hmm. And suddenly, not only was the resentment gone, but I was left in this place of, I'm sorry, oh my goodness, please forgive me, I am so sorry, here I've been blaming you, and it was only your loyalty and love that kept you coming back. I love you, please forgive me, thank you, thank you, thank you. And this is the Ho'oponopono, and I might still be saying it wrong, prayer, the Hawaiian prayer, Hawaiian meditation that is used for healing, and I'm sure you've, you're familiar with it as well. I'm not. Actually. Oh, really? Oh, cool. So, the Ho'oponopono, and for those out there who know what it is, I'm saying it wrong, please email me and correct me. I mean, it's, it's an Hawaiian um, prayer or meditation that's been going on for a very long time. And what it is, and I'll tell you what it came, came up, I, I can't tell you the exact origin, but I'll tell you a story of that exemplifies how it works. And it's, what it, what it is, it's, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. And the story that exemplifies this, there was a Hawaiian psychologist, and this was many years ago, and I can't remember his name right now, but anybody can just look it up. It's very easy to find on the Internet. And there was this, um, this high-security uh, prison. It was a, a psychiatric prison in Hawaii, and it was just the most horrific place, and uh, inmates were being killed, and, and the guards were being killed, and the recidivism rate was just very, very high, and it was like the p- worst place to be, and they tried everything, and they, you know, they tried, you know, stricter rules, and the high security, um, everything, and, and nothing worked, and finally they didn't know what to do, so they called in this Hawaiian psychologist, and within a few years, the prison was closed because there wasn't enough prisoners or inmates to be there to keep it open, and all he did was this. He went into the prison, and he never saw an inmate. He just sat with their file, and he read their file, and he looked within himself to see where he was causing the problem. And once he figured out where he was causing the problem within himself, he would do this prayer meditation, and he would say, I'm so sorry. Please forgive me for creating this. I love you. Thank you. And by taking complete responsibility and never, ever meeting any of these inmates, gradually, one by one, they healed. And these were, these were inmates that had been locked away for years, and yet these were psychiatric inmates. One by one, they healed, they were released, and within, I think it was two or three years, the whole prison was closed. Wow. Yeah. This is, this is the power of taking responsibility Absolutely. and healing. Absolutely. And let's talk some more about that responsibility issue when we come back right after the break. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Stay tuned.
Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. Dad, can I ask you something? Sure. There's this girl I kind of like. Say no more. You just have to impress her. Okay, but how? Just, I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? You know, desks, chairs, people. Grunt if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, oh! Uh. There you go. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. If you have a loved one that is undergoing treatment for substance abuse or mental illness, you owe it to them and yourself to tune in to One Hour at a Time with host Mary Woods. This compassionate and educational talk show will help you help those that you love by better understanding their condition and their personal recovery process. Tune in every Monday at 12 noon Pacific time to One Hour at a Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Recovery begins this hour. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And we're back talking today with Nannies Ellis about the uh, concept of forgiveness as as transformation. And uh, you've just told us some beautiful stories about how it is that this transformative process occurs when we look at the deeper levels. For some of our listeners who aren't able, I want to talk about responsibility, but before mm-hmm. I do that, I want to ask this question. Um, for some of our listeners who are not able to experience a past life mm-hmm. or uh, call that kind of memory up, yes. uh, you know, the same kind of reality can occur in, in terms of looking at the gifts that uh, a person has given us in this life yes. if we look for the deeper levels of the relationship. So do you have any information about that? Yes, beautifully put. Yes, absolutely. So, it, yes, it's, it's just the other side of the same coin because the gifts, there are gifts. And so simply ask to see. And when I say ask to see, it's like you're really talking to your subconscious. So you're getting your critical mind, your, your conscious mind out of it, and you're going deep inside yourself, and you're really you know, using your subconscious mind that knows everything to give you more information. So ask to see, you know, what, what are the gifts that came out of this relationship? And the gifts might be, oh, you know, I really got strong, or I discovered my power, or my independence, or what it really meant to be free. So it's very, very easy to see what we came here to learn. And I don't believe, like, we have come here just to learn. I believe, like, we learn in order 
to wake up and remember who we are. That 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 is that the sole purpose of our life, simply to wake up and remember who we really are. And then whatever comes out of this is literally our life's purpose. So your life's purpose is not to learn. Your life purpose comes after the learning, if that makes sense. Yeah, as you as you come more into your own. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and I heard a story that I'll I'll share too about uh, many years ago. I heard a story of someone who's married for many years to uh, a man that uh, turned out that she didn't really love this person, and and uh, then she began to resent feeling that she had to stay married to him, and and then she tried to make it work, and then she couldn't make it work, and then eventually she got out of the relationship, and. And um, the uh, look back at the relationship and and uh, was in therapy and was saying, you know, I just feel that I've wasted all those years that I, you know, I gave that time up mm-hmm. and and uh, that she stayed stuck there for several sessions and I finally challenged her to to just consider what were the gifts in this relationship, and she came back the next week and she said, you know, I think I understand what it is is that I uh, this man gave me safety for mm-hmm. for you know. 10 years, I've got this safety. Um, he was rather dull and unexciting, but he wasn't going to cheat on me. He wasn't going to go out and get drunk. He wasn't going to come home and abuse me. And all those things had happened to her as a child. So she she established that she had been attracted to a man who she knew was going to be a safe person who would not, while she right. did not love him, she still had those years of safety. And in during those years, she was able to sort of ground herself in a sense of safety and then move on from there. And uh, that was then she was able to go back and thank him for doing that, and uh, it made a huge difference. So that then it's like you get down to well, what is there to forgive now? Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Well said. Yeah. Well said. Yes. Yeah. We we can look at relationships like like going to college. That each relationship offers these huge gifts, and and so it's like whatever it was you experienced, and whether it's. You know, as in in your childhood or in marriage or whatever it might be, that whatever it is that you experience, like the the opposite is what you went into it to learn. So let's say that you you have an experience of just being imprisoned, and that happens a lot. You know, in marriages and you know, in family relationships and all that. Then it's, then you easily know what you came to learn, and it would be freedom because it's the set. Mm-hmm. So you know, if it's if you have a history of experiencing abandonment, which which a lot of people do, then you know very easily that what you are most interested in learning is not to abandon yourself. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, and I, I do think that whole thing, especially when it comes to parenting issues, when we when when the issue is my parents abused me and I'm so angry at them, um, that that whole thing comes down to really sort of outgrowing our upbringing in the sense that we we begin to realize that it's our job now as adults to parent ourselves and to really lovingly yeah. with generosity and 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 a sense of real sweetness and connection yeah. to be able to give to ourselves what we didn't get to them from them yeah. and we 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 come from a culture right now nannies where we're we're being sort of brainwashed i will say into the idea that you know, a child who's da- who who comes from a bad environment like that is is damaged, and so how are they going to be able to come up with the skills to love themselves like mm-hmm. they didn't, like they were not loved? And my response to that is, in within their very anger, within their very need to be um, loved by their parents, is their own self love. Yes. And uh, to yes. be able to go there and say, okay, I love myself enough to be angry at my parents. <laughs> you know. Yes. I love myself enough to know that what they did was not 
didn't work mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. You know, those kinds of things, and be able to start there and sort of, sort of move right. forward. And, and it's those are opportunities to really connect with ourselves and, and you know, our divine. It's so, so, much, so I think we've gotten to this, this place in our evolution that most people will agree that the answer's not outside. Because for a long time we believed the answer was out there, you know, and, and material things, and even in religion and government and, you know, whatever. And we've gotten to this place where we realize that that's not the answer. And, and the reason that we know that is because we've exhausted all those possibilities. Mm-hmm. So now most people will agree, and this is true evolution, that the answer's always inside. So the next question should be, and very few people ask, and this is an invitation for everybody to ask the question, well, how do I go inside? I mean, that makes sense. If the answer's inside, the answer's inside me, how do I get in there? Mm-hmm. And, and it's so easy and it's so simple. The way that you get there is through your emotions. Like, literally, like, there's a river that goes inside of you. And I, when I say inside, like, literally, I'm, like, seeing, you know, into, like, the heart and solar plexus area, right, your, your love and power centers. And, and so how do you get, and even deeper than that, and how do you get in there? How do you get in there? You get in there through your emotions. So it's like, you know, we've been taught, or, you know, I was, I was brought up, you know, 60s, 70s, when I was taught, you know, that you don't feel your emotions. You do something else with it. And, and, that's, and we know now that that's not true, that we need to feel our emotions. And we feel our emotions, and it becomes this river, you know, the river of emotions. And it, and it literally, it, it takes us inside. It brings us inside. And the deeper our emotions, the deeper we go, and we just let them go, and we let them go. And it can be really scary because it means letting go of everything that we thought was true and just feeling. And sometimes those emotions are so enormous that we don't even know how to handle them. And this is where the help of, you know, a therapist or a counselor or a coach comes in. And really, that's the only job of a therapist, counselor, coach, is to create the safe space for that person to feel their emotions and not get stuck there. Go deeper, go deeper, go deeper. I think a lot of times, like, um, therapy and counseling and even coaching, that it, it doesn't work because the therapist, the, the, the counselor, the coach is so afraid of their own emotions that they don't know how to create the safe space for their clients to go deeper and deeper and deeper, and truly that this is the key and the, and the only job of the therapist or the counselor or the coach. And so the deeper we go, the more we connect. And when we go all the way, that what we discover is our true selves, what we discover is our divine selves, what we discover is that we are intrinsically powerful and safe and loved and are love, and truly that this is the healing, this is the transformation, because suddenly at that point, through that journey of emotions to deep within our soul, we remember who we really are, and the transformation has occurred, the return to wholeness to who we really are, mm-hmm. being love. Yep, absolutely. So this whole idea then brings us back to responsibility. It is our yes. responsibility to, to recognize first that... we we are responsible for our own happiness and for mm-hmm. our own mission and our own yes. lives and all of that. And um, so this, the, the idea of uh, forgiveness is then based in, in that responsibility, that if I'm responsible for my happiness, then how come I'm holding you accountable for it? Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Right. Okay. Well, we'll be back in just a few minutes with more from Ananise Ellis on the topic of forgiveness. Stay tuned. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. America is facing a skilled workforce shortage. 
SkillsUSA can help. What is SkillsUSA? SkillsUSA is life-changing. SkillsUSA is awesome. SkillsUSA is one of the biggest opportunities life can give you. SkillsUSA is amazing. SkillsUSA is motivating. SkillsUSA specifically prepares you for the workforce. SkillsUSA empowers students to connect with a network of people, starting with their classmates, to their advisors, to other people in their states. SkillsUSA allows students to connect with business and industry, to manage their education, and to really get a feel of the real world. I'm doing something now that's going to be applicable in the real world, and those skills are going to be useful today in school and in five years when I'm working and for the rest of my life. On the web at skillsusa.org. The Mayan calendar tells us that we will be entering into a 260-day opportunity for us to engage in conscious co-creation with great spirit. How will we prepare ourselves for this exciting and unprecedented time in Earth's history? Peter Tung has dedicated over 20 years of his life's work to exploring that which is beyond understanding. Peter will help increase your awareness and education on this enlightening transformation in consciousness. Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation airs live Wednesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. to the threshold of a dream and beyond. 7th Wave Network. You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And we're back for our final segment with Nanny's Ellis, talking today about forgiveness and what I want to do for just a few minutes, Nanise, is allow you some time to tell our listeners how they can connect with you and what things you've got going on right now. Cool. Thank you, Andrea. So the best way to connect with me and find out what I'm doing is just to go to my website, which is just my name, and that's nanise.com. So www.nanice, that's n-a-n-i-c-e.com. And once you're there, I have just tons of free stuff. So, um, if you go to the page, article shows and more, all my shows are archived. Our, our past show is archived there. Andrea, this show will be archived there. Um, plus my show, my regular uh, radio shows that I do once a week, Chai Witt and Anise on LA Talk Radio, all the shows are archived there. And they're also available on iTunes. So if you go to iTunes, you can just, um, you know, search for Chai Witt and Anise. That's C-H- AI, and that means tea with Nanise, and um, it's a really, really awesome show. I've been uh, doing it for a couple of years. I'm on my at my hundredth show, and it's um it's an internet show and worldwide listenership, and it is designed to empower my listeners to remember who they really are and to awaken to the power of who they really are to take control of their lives and create exactly what they want. So it's an amazing, amazing show, and the shows are very diversified, and I've had some really cool people on the, on the shows, and I uh, would just love to share them with 
everybody. So that's there. And um, m- many, many articles on enlightenment and awakening and forgiveness and miracle making and, and prosperity and uh, the upside to depression and love and just tons and tons of articles there as well. And there's also a free book download that's only going to be available a little bit longer, uh, my, am, my I Am book, and you can download the whole book for free right now. And again, that's on nanace.com. And uh, while you're there, sign up for the Daily Inspirational. It's called Divine Inspirations. And I channel, I channel a message several times a week and send it out to my, my international audience and um, just get amazing feedback from that because somehow it taps into people where, exactly where they are and says what they need when they need to hear it. So sign up for that, and that's free. And everything on my website there is free. And there's two song downloads. One of the songs I actually wrote, that's free too. And while you're there... There's a little link that says Take the Pledge, and the pledge is designed to help you remember who you really are and get really clear with the things that are most empowering for you to do in your life and to really be the change that you want to see in the world and be the change that you want to see in others, because really that's what we're talking about today, to truly take responsibility and be that change that you want to see in someone else. And so not just say, oh, this, this person should change and that person should change, and this is what we do on the holidays especially, but to be that change. And in being that change, then everything changes, and that's the point. Absolutely. Absolutely, and that brings us back to the issue of responsibility. And you said something during the break that I thought was very profound. What happens when we, uh, we make somebody else accountable? Yeah. yeah. So every time we believe or, or try to make someone else accountable or blame someone, what we're doing is we are giving them our power. And as long as we give our power to someone else, then that means that we don't have the power to change. So if I, if I blame anybody for doing something to me, that means that I am making myself powerful. I mean, that means that I'm making them powerful. I'm making myself not be powerful, and I have no ability to change the situation. The key to transformation, the key to creating the life that you want is to take responsibility for everything. And this is the point of the Ho'oponopono prayer, that when you take responsibility for everything, and then if there's something in the world that you see that is out of harmony or makes you feel better, makes anybody feel bad, you look within yourself and you make the changes and the shifts within yourself to change the outside world. Because really, there's nothing happening out there. Everything that's happening in the world is simply reflection of your subconscious mind. And if you're perceiving it, it's simply your subconscious mind projecting out onto the screen of your life your own personal issues. And this is why the Ho'oponopono prayer works, because if I use the outside world to see what's really happening inside of me, now I have an opportunity to go in, figure out what that is, make the adjustments, smaller lot, and then the outside world changes. And it's that simple. Yep. And and in the in those uh, circumstances where the outside world doesn't change, we're still taking care of ourselves. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And and the thing is, the outside world will change. Now, people are like, well, I've done all this. Well, that means you haven't. And that means there's more work to do. Because when you really when you really do the work, when you really clean up your own energy, take responsibility for your own energy, then the outside world has to change. It's a universal law. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. So in terms of responsibility, which so many times people think of in, in terms of duty and obligation mm-hmm. and, you know, yuck, <laughs> what, 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 what we're really talking about is, is owning your own life. Yes. Yeah, so that you're, and, and by owning it, you can't, you know, you can, and people do, when they own it, they, 
they take the ownership of this vehicle that is their body and and try to destroy it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's a way of sort of abandoning, really. It's yes. not taking responsibility, and it, and that responsibility says, I know how to respond to me. Right. I know how right. to respond to my own needs, my own desires, my own self-love, my own right. life, and I give myself what I've come here to be. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The worst thing you can do is abandon yourself. Mm-hmm. That is the worst thing. And that's what often happens. You know what? We feel abandoned by someone else, and, and we can feel abandoned when somebody you know, just treats us badly. We feel abandoned by them. And what often happens is we abandon ourselves. Oh, I can't. I, I, I'm not worthy. I can't look with inside myself. I can't take care of myself. And that's what is so damaging. Not, the, not how someone else treats us, but how we treat ourselves. Yeah, and you know, so many times I hear people say, adults will say, either in a session or, uh, you know, I'm listening to a listener or something like Mm -hmm. that, and they'll say, "Um, my husband abandoned me or my wife abandoned me. And my response to that is adults cannot abandon adults. Mm -hmm. Adults can abandon children, but adults Mm -hmm. cannot abandon adults. Abandonment is an issue that means that you were supposed to take care of me and you didn't. Yes. And we're not supposed to take care of each other. We're supposed to take care of ourselves. And then, you know, others, we, we, as a result of taking care of ourselves, we naturally give to others from that. Yes. Well said. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So this whole issue of forgiveness now, we got people going to Thanksgiving dinners mm-hmm. with functional families everywhere. So mm-hmm. do you have a recommendation for us? Yes. So, so when we... When, we go to Thanksgiving dinner or Christmas dinner or whatever it is, we often go in with our defenses up. We have this expectation that everybody's going to be just like they were the year before and 10 years before or 20 years before. And so, so my suggestion would be to drop the old story. Drop the old story and also drop your emotional needs. Like, I need this from my dad. I need this from, from my sister. Just drop it. Whatever you need, give to yourself. Go without any expectations or attachments of how it has to look, and simply allow people to be themselves. The more you allow people to be themselves without needing them to be different, and the more you be the change that you want to see in them, the more things change in the outside world. So instead of like saying, you know, mom should change her dad, or Aunt Mary, or my sister, whatever should change, what's the change that you want to see in them? Okay, so now own it, and I will be that change that I want to see in them. And then it doesn't matter how they act, and you just let them be themselves. And miracles can then happen, and they do, and they do. Wonderful. That's great advice. So thank you very much, Nannies, for being on the show again today. We've enjoyed talking to you, and you always offer such uh, amazing insights. So thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. Thank you, Andrea. I loved our conversation today. Thank you so much. Me too. And next week we're going to be talking again to David Ord, only this time he'll be talking to us about Michael Brown's book, The Presence Process. So you don't want to miss that. Stay tuned. And remember, your job, should you choose to accept it, is to give birth to yourself. Thanks again for listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Join us again next Wednesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time here on the 7th Wave Network. We'll talk again next week.
Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews is brought to you by Spirituality and Health Magazine, The Soul Body Connection. Visit SpiritualityHealth.com today. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff and management.